0: Inspired person, welcome back. Today I'm hanging out with my friend Janelle. Janelle is one of these really creative people that you see always starting a new business, always doing things that really are artistic and beautiful. And so I was so excited to talk to her and find out what goes into all of that. Like, how does she manage all of these things? Interestingly enough, one thing that I learned is that her sleep practice is a little bit different than the rest of us. So I will give this disclaimer at the beginning and say some of us probably need more sleep than Janelle does, but the key thing that she talks about is her mindset in business, in life, and how she feeds her mind and her body. So take a listen. Welcome to the Misadventures of an Inspired Woman podcast. Today our guest is Janelle Amelia. Janelle Amelia is a business owner and creative designer for multiple businesses, the most recent being an athleisure brand, Pink House, and an online stationery shop, Pretty Productive. The Brooklyn native attributes her success to a healthy lifestyle and positive mindset. Janelle lives by the standard that you are not just what you eat, but everything that you consume. Welcome, Janelle. Thank you. I love that. It's everything that you consume. It's true. It's, it's not true.
1: just the food part, right? It's like what you read, what you listen to, the conversations you choose to engage in, they all contribute to your mindset, who you are, how you think, the actions you take. I think even social media, like I'm very cognizant of who I'm following, yes. what's saying. If I don't like it, I just unfollow, move on, right? Because you know, I don't, I don't want to consume any part of, any negativity that doesn't serve me or make me a better person.
0: I'm here for that. And I, uh, people a lot of times are always like, oh, social media is so bad. I'm like, you curate your social media experience. The, the way it works, stuff pops up based on what you like, what you follow, what you watch, and you can choose those things. Yeah. So it's not this completely crazy negative place for me, at least so right. far. Um, I agree. So I've known you for a while. Yes. Wow. yeah um I met you at some point when you were in high school yep. um you know we have a mutual friend that you guys are in high school together yep. I'm trying to get her on here
1: uh, <laughs> oh my god we should have been on here together the three of us I, love
0: that. I know I know it's just one at a time one at a time because y'all are just so it was so great I met you when you were in high school I was thinking today like I remember you had like a little job at Burger King on the job. Oh In high school I had like two or three jobs at the same time. Really? Like I remember yeah. that one because our friend was like, Janelle's working at Burger King. We could just go get like <laughs> one thing
1: and she'll give us mad food. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't be at No, that don't food, air right? that part. <laughs> I <laughs> was so old me I wouldn't do anything like that now though
0: but I feel like all I feel like there was somebody at McDonald's that used to give me food <laughs> like, I just feel like yeah I had a friend working like I just feel like when you're in high school and you're working at these food places like yeah people give their friends food I wonder right. if people today do that like I'm
1: sure they do I'm
0: sure but we've evolved from yes. Eating that's Burger King, I think, right? All together. <laughs> <laughs> that that too. Definitely would not do
1: that today. So,
0: who is Janelle Amelia?
1: Who is Janelle Amelia? Oh, that's such a good question. I think um, I think I'm multifaceted. Usually, it's so funny you ask. Um, I describe myself as like this creative being, and I just have like all this creativity and art, I guess that comes in many forms, but I'm also very like business oriented. So I tend to start a lot of businesses and like get things off the ground and then just kind of usually hand them off to someone else. Right? Ah. Like, I just love being this creative outlet for, I don't know. I just feel like God gave me creativity and I just use it in whatever form strikes me at the moment.
0: I'm so happy that I'm having this conversation with you because I feel like, like I see you like at family functions, I would call them, right? So like weddings, graduations, um, birthday parties, and we're always like in the moment with whatever's happening. And then I see you online and I'm like, whoa, like you just do all this dope stuff. Like I remember first seeing you like sort of like decorating shoes and different things. And then there were cakes. And then I saw the, the athleisure line and you're just kind of like constantly sort of like putting things out there. So I never get the opportunity to ask you all these questions. So this is great. So you definitely are creative. um, And most creatives I find sort of struggle with the business part. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you've been able to get a handle on that.
1: I think that I'm, I think I, I agree. I think I, I do them both pretty well. So, um, creativity, I felt like it was God given. Like I've always felt that, right. I've always felt that connection with God and him telling me, okay, this is what I've given you. This is the talent I've given you. So that's a little more innate. Whereas the business side, it's just something I've always gravitated towards. So in school, I was studying business. That was my major in high school, got my, um, bachelor's in communications, a master's in business, Uh, went back and got a professional certification. So I got my project management certification. And then now I'm taking a course at Harvard. (laughs) I got accepted to a Harvard course um, in sustainable business management. So like business is always- Wait, wait, no, stop, pause. That's just like so dope. Like I'm not gonna
0: let you just, oh, I go to Harvard. (laughs) No, no, no. That is so amazing. Congratulations. Thank that you. is dope. That is so next level Thank and it's you. sustainable business. So what does that mean?
1: Um, so, you know, there's a couple of different places that they emphasize. So the first is like being an entrepreneur in an emerging market. So finding a, a, a market where there's a gap and, you know, finding a way to make a profitable business, filling that gap. Um, so that's one piece, and then the other piece is how do you stay sustainable long term? How do you keep the business, scale it up, but also keep the costs low? And um, how to be smart and responsible, right? How do you make sure that you're employing uh, the people who need it the most, right? So that you can keep your business going. How do you make sure you train those people so that they have the so that they have the skill set to keep going right and and contributing to the business and helping it grow as well. So that's that. And then of course there's this leadership piece to it, like how do you lead people? What's the best way to do that? And it's really um, having the right attitude, right? Because you know you can have all the technical skill you want, but if you're just not a nice person, you know, people are not gonna follow you. So it's having the right attitude and not having to have that emotional intelligence to lead people in an organization. So do you do all these things on top of a nine to five? I do. (laughs) I do. But um, a lot of it is incorporated into that nine to five. Okay. So
0: tell us about your nine to five.
1: Okay. So I am a operations manager for I don't want to say for. You could describe <laughs> what type of business. Yeah. Uh, so I'm an operations manager for a telecommunications company, and um, I've always traveled and worked remote anyway. So this whole quarantine is not new for me. I'm used to working from hotels and airplanes and poolside at whatever random hotel I'm in or call centers or wherever I have to be at the time. So it's, I'm so used to that. And managing a remote team is also something I've been doing for. So you're like, this
0: whole thing that everybody's struggling with is nothing to me. <laughs> it's really nothing to me. I mean,
1: the the only like impact I guess it has is that I'm not traveling. I'm just doing it all from home, but I'm used to doing it on the go anyway. So yeah, so that nine to five, I manage a team of analysts and project managers. And, uh, you know, we make things work. We make the business run. Uh, and so that that kind of helps with the education piece to it, right? So I'm always like trying to learn something new and apply it in real time. So that stuff is kind of more, I I don't know. Again, I feel like that's very innate for me. It just comes super natural. And then how do I manage the online business with that? So because I'm home all the time and it's all online, Mm -hmm. it just kind of flows. Uh, I think the biggest thing that I do is I get up super early in the morning. And I start working, right? So
0: what's super early?
1: Super early is um
0: three four.
1: no. Yeah. <laughs> you get up at 3 a.m. Yeah. Every day? So yes. Well, no, I wouldn't say every day. I wouldn't say every day. Um at the time before we were in quarantine, uh 3 a.m. was very before quarantine, uh 3 a.m. was very normal because I would get to the gym for 3.30. Because I wanted to start my day there, but now i 'm so used to just kind of getting up really early that um, I still do, and mm-hmm. i 'll start working so get up early, start my day early because i 've been kind of doing it for a while it's it just comes more naturally to me it's it, it, you know the pieces that are hard or, or, or are a challenge um, is what I kind of do later in the day like mm more in the evening. Where? Yeah, cuz yeah, what time do you, time you go to sleep? Uh-huh. Um I tr- I try to get to sleep around 9 or 10, but I don't really get to sleep until about 12 or 1 usually. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, we only got 24 hours. We only got 24 hours, and I have stuff I want to get done in that 24. So you take naps? No. How does your body do that? That is a great question. Um, It's what I eat. It's like, you know, like I said, it's everything you consume that fuels you, right? And I use the analogy all the time, like you wouldn't put cooking oil in the tank of your, of your car, right? You'd put gasoline that would make it work. So you want to fuel yourself with the things that makes you run efficiently. And so I just am very cognizant of what I'm eating and how I'm fueling myself. And I notice that when I eat well and my mind is right because I'm consuming the right content, I can run just more efficiently on less hours of sleep, to be honest. So, wow. I'm like, you just like
0: blew my mind because I mean, sleep is a thing for me too, but.
1: Sleep is important.
0: Sleep is yeah. important. Like, I don't want to. So how do off. you, how do you sort of balance that out? So that's not, is that 3 a.m., is that every day or like five days out of the week, four days? It's most
1: out? days. It would be most days. Um, usually not on the weekends, but, but most days. Um, how do I balance that out? I listen to my body. If it wants more sleep, I'll sleep till 5. I'll sleep till 8 a.m., right, if, if that's what I'm feeling like doing that day. Um, but normally I can get up and get going earlier than that. So I think Uh, that's really
0: important because I think like you have this rhythm that works for you, that allows you to do all of these things, but you also give yourself permission to just sort of like relax and chill and and do what your body needs.
1: Yes, absolutely. You have to because you need it and it needs you (laughs) like I I have to. Yeah.
0: So you grew up in Brooklyn. Yes. What part of Brooklyn did you grow up in? In Flatbush. In Flatbush. So I just think that's really important to think about. Here is someone who grew up in Flatbush, who has this amazing job, but also you're fueling the things that are important to you You're with your creativity. So where do you think that came from? <laughs> These are good
1: questions. <laughs> um, the truth is it came from being told I couldn't do it. Say more. Tell us, tell um, us about that. So I, I grew up in Flatbush. Yes. Um, I did not go to, uh, grade school, elementary school in my zone. Right. So because my cousin was a musical prodigy, he got into this school, um, in the section of Brooklyn that I live in now. So in Mill Basin and, um, you know, because my family had a relationship now with the principal, we all, all my, my sibling, well, my sister, my cousins, we all kind of got to go to that school as well. Right. Mm -hmm. We had that relationship. So we were, you know, we went to a school out of our zone and it was a predominantly white school. There was like, you know, maybe five, 10 black kids in the whole school and constantly being overlooked because of being black or of you know, because I came from a different neighborhood. I wasn't from the neighborhood that the school was in. I did that from pre-kindergarten to fifth grade, which is like seven years of your life. You're Mm -hmm. 10 years old by the time you finish a junior, uh, excuse me, uh, elementary school. And so it was those very formative years that I was constantly, it was constantly reiterated to me that I just wasn't enough. I didn't have the right skin color. My hair wasn't straight enough. Uh, you know, my family didn't have enough money. We didn't come from the right neighborhood. And believe me, I heard lots of terrible things said to me at that time, but that only fueled me to say, I, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I'm the as, as everyone else here. And so that just kind of fuels me being told I couldn't do it. I think also there were even family members who underestimated me. Um, I'm the youngest in my family. A lot of my family moved out of New York because they wanted a better life, right? Mm-hmm. They moved out of New York and uh, pretty much judged like the fact that my mom continued to raise my sister and I here. So it was like, oh, you know, you guys are in Brooklyn. It's terrible there. You can't, you know, you'll never succeed. You, you have to leave New York to, to succeed, especially a black girl in Brooklyn. You'll, you'll never make it. And I was like, oh, no. So I'm in Harvard now, by the
0: way. Just, <laughs> just context, because I think people look in, at present-day Flatbush and they might be like, "What's the big deal?" No, that wasn't that wasn't what it was when we were younger. I agree. I agree. And I think I think I, lo- I appreciate you sharing that experience of grade school because I think people think it because in New York we have all you know so many different races and like these things don't happen, but they do happen. And yeah. I find that they especially happen in the classroom. Um, and that's, that has a lasting impact. And, you know, gratefully with you, it had the opposite impact. It fueled you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It could have totally went the other way. Yeah. Right. But no, it just fueled me. And like I said, I've, I, I've, I've always had... Uh, like a private relationship with God. I probably didn't know who God was at the time. Right. But like, I knew that there was, you had communion connection with something. Right. Like I've always known I've had this connection. I've always had these conversations with him. And so I always knew who I was and what I'm capable of.
0: So that's beautiful. I, I love that. I love that. Yeah. So what would you say was like your first creative venture? You're laughing.
1: Uh, Because my family laugh. We laugh about this all the time. So uh, about a a year or two ago, my sister came across, um, I guess, an essay I wrote when I was about 10. (laughs) (laughs) And it was the title of it was called Finding Out the Hard Way. And I don't know. Like, what made me type? It wasn't for school, it was just something I just typed up on a word processor because it was like (laughs) (laughs) 1980s. Don't tell them, don't tell them. them (laughs) And, um, and uh, and it was a story about a boy who was planning his birthday party, and ultimately, at the end, like, nobody showed up. And so, the lesson was he had to find out the hard way that planning takes steps. So you have to send out invitations and you have to plan your entertainment and the music and you have to plan the food. And like, I've always just been this like
0: planner. At 10 years old, you wrote this story. <laughs> wow.
1: wow. This is quite funny. No wonder you're at Harvard, girl. <laughs> I mean, it was only like two pages, double spaced, I know, maybe three, <laughs> whatever it is. But it
0: was. Like, I don't think I touched. The, let me not say when I touched the word process. I'm not y'all,
1: I'm
0: my business.
1: It was just what came to me at the moment. Like this is how you plan a part. So I've always been like very business oriented and very creative. Like you got to think about the music and you got to think about the the cups that you want in the drink from. <laughs> just so I've always had this. Like it's just it's. I just always had it. I don't know. Okay. Okay. So that was
0: wow. We should cut that part out. No. (laughs) Because I feel like it speaks to that idea that everything that you need to be or that you're going to be is already inside of you. I think so. And and some of us tap into that later than others. Or we seek it we seek it from other places. We're trying to do what the next person's doing. We're trying to see, oh, well. I'm not good enough, or I don't have what it takes, but you have everything. And so at 10 years old, you had this imagination, you had this creativity, you had this um, resilience to push back against the negative messages that were coming to you. And you had the wherewithal
1: to figure out how to plan a party. Right. At 10. At 10. But I still, I still, at times, I would say now, sh- I want to use the word struggle, because that's a, that's a strong word. But struggle for the lack of a better word, um, with looking outside and saying, should I be doing it that way? Should I be, should I find the answer by hiring this coach or that person? Or should I, uh, read this book first or should I like, what should I do? And then the truth is like, just do it. Just do what you got to do. You don't need to like consult everybody.
0: Yeah, I think it's a balance. I think it's a balance because sometimes I know for myself, I can get very tunnel vision and not, you know, consider what's happening over here or over here. And I I think you can sort of see what other people are doing. You can sort of like seek things out from folks that you trust, but ultimately trusting that instinct and trusting that drive that you've always had. Yeah. Uh, And I think when we really stop and look back at our lives, we see little things that we did that we're like, oh, it makes sense now. Yes. Yep. I'm like, you just blew my mind with that story. (laughs) So this season we're talking about detours. Um, So you're a planner.
1: I'm a planner. Yeah.
0: Um, Sometimes plans don't. Never. They never So, do you have like a particular instance where that happened with you and what was sort of like the outcome with that?
1: Oh my goodness. So, I was happy to know like, we're going to be talking about detours. Detours are the theme of my life. You're like the fifth person,
0: like, you're like the fifth person to say that to me of all the interviews that I've done. That's people like, my whole life has been a detour. Yeah. Okay. Tell us. Okay. So,
1: um, like you said, I had I have multiple businesses, right? So the first was, what was the first one? I can't remember the exact. Okay. So let's say the first one was the cakes, right? So my sister and I started doing custom cakes. I love that. That's fun. It allows me to have that outlet to be creative. I love that. After doing that for some time, I was like, I don't want to do this forever because it's, um, there's a lot of pressure there, right? Like you can't start it too early because it's okay, right? You can't finish it late because you have a deadline, which is a party or a wedding or something. So there's a lot of pressure to get it all done within a timeframe. Also, I have to be present for it to get done. I can't step away and like kind of leave it for, I mean, other than my sister, who's my business partner, I can't Kind of leave it right now for someone else to do it. I have to be present to make a cake. And so I was like, I need, I want to find a way to make money when I don't necessarily have to be there all the time. Uh, Same thing with the Etsy shop where I was like, still doing it, by the way, uh, like doing like Swarovski crystals for shoes and microphones and I mean, like all types of things I've done, Um, shirts or whatever. And again,
0: What's the Etsy shop's name?
1: That's one is, uh, the name of it, you said? Mm-hmm. Uh, Hazel C Designs. Okay. So Hazel C, Hazel Cardin was my grandmother. So Hazel C Designs is that Etsy shop. And that's, again, I have to be there. And I spent hours like blinging something out, right? Yeah. Eight, <laughs> at a time. And again, I love it. It allows me to use my hands and produce something. I like that I have like these raw materials. And then in the end, I have like this one product, right? That is completed and beautiful and I love that. But again, I have to be present. So then I like pivoted more towards the athleisure brands, which is like, I can create it. I create it one time. I put it on the shop. I've set everything up so that it ships automatically. I don't even have to have inventory, right? So it ships from the warehouse and I don't have to be present. And that was like the first business where it was like, okay, I can do it one time, create the design and be asleep and get orders through my store and I don't have to be present there. So then that was that pivot to a new, cause that's what I wanted, that type of uh, business. And then I kind of did, replicated that with the stationary brands, um, which I think is even closer to me than that, like closer to my heart than the athleisure brands. They're both doing well and I'm like super grateful for both of them, but I feel like stationary notebooks, journaling, that's closer to, to my heart, and so I was able to like continue to pivot and still do all of them, but I don't. I can balance it a little better now. Okay. Okay.
0: So I have a couple questions. Okay. Um, <laughs> how do you balance the rest of your life?
1: The rest of my life, being like personal life. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay. So I balance all of it, like business and personal, with lots of prayer. <laughs> mm-hmm. lots of- So I don't have kids, Um, I have a husband, I'm married. Uh, He's super helpful, he's amazing, like he gets it, he gets me. So that helps a lot, he's truly a partner and not just like, a husband like Mm -hmm. he's a partner um and so he helps with a lot of it um not help with the businesses but help with the home stuff right okay but he he does all the cooking he's a like I don't know I wouldn't eat if he wasn't here (laughs) he's always been a sweetheart y'all went
0: to high school together too Mm -hmm. so I met him when y'all was in high school we
1: went to junior high school
0: y'all went to junior high school
1: together and we met when we were 10 nice yeah Uh, so like he gets me. And so he like helps with the home stuff a lot. He helps with the home stuff a lot. And I think to another
0: thing, um, I've never met your sister, but I can tell y'all have like a really nice relationship.
1: We're very close. We're very close.
0: And she's also your business partner.
1: Correct. Yes. And my therapist and, you know, best friend and my before quarantine shopping buddy, and my travel partner. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's like my other
0: half. Yeah. Wow. This has been really like amazing. I think that you really sort of embody what I talk about when I talk about the inspired woman. It's not that you always have it figured out.
1: Oh yeah. But
0: you find a way to figure it out and you challenge yourself to do something else, to do something new and to grow. Right.
1: Um, what are some of the things you're eating? Oh, okay. Um, so I've been following a vegetarian diet for a few years now, probably about five. And when you say um, vegetarian, no meat, no dairy? If it had a mama, I don't eat it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, but like dairy is not necessarily vegetarian. So I will... Okay, so it's a vegetarian diet. So if mm-hmm. it had a if it had a mom, I won't eat it. I also it's mostly a vegan diet too. So there's no like very limited. I never like dairy to be honest with you. Okay. I so when I do have it, it's very limited. Maybe a little bit of parmesan cheese on a salad, but mm-hmm. I've never really liked cheese or milk ever. Okay. So, so that's that. When I feel like I need some extra energy or um just kind of like I need some clarity in mind I will then go raw vegan to like nothing cooked smoothies fruits seeds just and I'll do that for a week, 3 weeks, whatever whatever it takes for me to feel like myself again. Okay.
0: Okay. Wow. That's a lot of discipline. That's a very disciplined
1: life. Have you always been that disciplined? I've always been self-disciplined. Yeah. Once I, if I said I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Usually. Oh,
0: we want to be like you when we grow up.
1: So that's the thing. Like, I think, I think growing up, especially in school, right? In elementary school where I was always told I wasn't like, I may not have necessarily been told the words, you're not good enough, but it was reiterated. The messages were there. Yeah. It was reiterated through actions and behaviors and stuff of others. Um, And so the truth is, I thought everyone else was already at this level and I was here because of the messages I received. So when I... So you thought
0: everyone was at like a higher level and you were below because of those messages.
1: Correct. So yeah, I felt like everyone was at this higher level than me. Um, And so when I stepped it up and people like, you're so disciplined and, you know, you you get things done. I'm like, I thought this is what everybody was doing. I thought I was just getting on everyone else's level. But now I realize that. We're not there. We are not there. We are not there. Uh That's what I thought that's that like that was the messaging that was reiterated to me, and so you know,
0: so do you ever have any moments, or have you had a moment where you're like, you know what girl you you're doing it like
1: yeah, all right i I have to give myself those moments. They don't come so naturally because the behavior of being that go-getter has been so embedded in me for so long but self-embedded no one's done it like it's not like my parents pressured me or anything um because it's so ingrained in my behavior to keep going keep going like keep pushing and being ambitious um I have to sometimes stop and write down what I accomplished in a week and then recognize it and say that's good Janelle know.
0: yeah I think that's good. I think I asked you that question because another person I interviewed, she talked about being a high achiever and that sometimes when you're a high achiever, you don't realize that you are and you're beating up on yourself or you're pushing yourself to get to this level or, or whatever it is. And so that's really good that we take those moments and sort of acknowledge the wins and, and what we're doing, you know?
1: Yeah. But I don't always, I have to like remind myself to do that. So I got to get better about reminding myself to stop and acknowledge the wins.
0: Well, you're amazing. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely amazing. And it's beautiful. I love interviewing people like you, which is most of the people I've interviewed, like like knowing you through your teenage years, knowing you through high school, um, and just seeing Everything that you've accomplished and everything that you're doing, it's inspiring. It's amazing. I'm so happy to share this with so many people. Yeah. So we're going to go to our lightning round now.
1: Okay. okay. All right.
0: Um, so I ask questions. Don't think about it too much. Just. Okay. 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 Um, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Um,
1: <laughs> I'd love to be able to see the future. Okay. Your favorite color? Yellow. Your favorite dessert? Brownies.
0: Okay. We were not expecting that. What kind of brownies are you eating, though?
1: I'm not like, eating For them. real brownies? I'm not eating them. No. But if I... If I <laughs> I'm like, I... Listen, I love anything that has sugar in it. it. It takes a lot of discipline to not eat the stuff I really want
0: to eat. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Your celebrity crush.
1: Oh, Aegis Elba. Okay. Okay. Your guilty pleasure. Watching reruns of like shows I've seen a million times, like The Office. (laughs) Your favorite thing to do that you haven't done in a while. That's a good one. Um, Go shopping with my sister. Aw. You guys should see the face she just made.
0: But that's it. Thank you so much. Um, Folks can find you on
1: social media at? At Janelle Amelia um, or my businesses is at Pink House. It's P-Y-N-K-H-A-U-S or at The Pretty Productive. And then you
0: have your Etsy shop is still open.
1: The Etsy shop is still open. That's on Instagram at Hazel C Designs. And then the... um, custom cake place with my sister is at Olive Amelia creations. I got a lot. God,
0: you got a lot. Yes. And I'm here for all of it. I'm so happy for
1: all the stuff you're doing. I'm happy for you too. Oh, you know, I'm a big believer <laughs> in, um, yeah, you know, I said it already. Like the energy you put out is what you get back. Yes. You have to be what you want. Right. So like, um i i have a million journals next to me right? <laughs> i could pick any any of them but like i'm constantly writing out what i want what i see for my future what like what i want to attract to my life and i'm writing it as if it has already happened okay my business is booming i'm profitable like i'm getting consistent orders all the time like and honestly if i just keep putting myself in that mindset those things start coming. Mm-hmm. Like I had a gr- it's only the 12th of the month. I had a great month. That's good. Mentors, right. And this is like the first month where it's like consistently doing well. You just gotta keep putting out what it is you want. Before I even get out of bed. The obviously the first thing I do is thank God. Thank you for another day of allowing me to live in my purpose or your purpose for me. You know? And then I start with my affirmations, like right there from the bed. I don't even get up. I feel like I need to change my affirmations because it usually is I'm strong. I'm smart. I'm powerful. I'm creative. I'm a genius. Like, but I feel like every time I tell myself I'm strong, more challenges come my way. So maybe Mm. I'm strong. (laughs) I got to be careful with what I'm saying. But like, but I'm always like trying to put out like the best energy ever before I even get out of the bed like just affirm that like what you want wants you to it's on its way to you thank you for that encouragement that was that was that's good yeah I'm like so big on affirmations like I it's important for me to remind myself of who I am what I'm capable of Mm
0: -hmm. what
1: my purpose is yeah I like that. I like that.
0: All right, girl. Volvo, well, we'll talk soon. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to hit subscribe as we continue on The Misadventures of an Inspired Woman follow me on all social media platforms at dr k thompson that's d-o-c-t-o-r k thompson and check out my blog at www.drkeisha.nyc i'm so glad that you're a part of our community of goal-getters be sure to share this with someone else and as always be intentional